My name is Candy Cantrell, and you are listening to the Seriously Eve podcast. If you've ever picked your will over what God intended, the good news is we are forgiven. And what the enemy meant for evil, our Father God can turn to good. Happy to have you join this journey with us as we discover our worth through the God that chose Eve and chose you and me. Merry Christmas, everybody. I, again, just absolutely love this time of year. Now, many of you probably are like me and have already had some festivities take place, whether it's a company party or your family Christmas that maybe starts early because you're sharing with two families. I had mine on the 16th and all my grandchildren and children were together. So I I am blessed. I just absolutely love every moment that we have together as a family, the cuddling up on that. We got a really big couch this year. (laughs) This thing is so mammoth, but we were determined that we would be able to pile up all of our kids and grandkids and uh, just be able to watch Christmas movies together and just enjoy one another. But I will say that this year has been a lot different for me. I feel like I have valued more the true meaning of Christmas than I ever have before. And as I look at the manger scene that I inherited from my parents that's on our fireplace, it just brings back how blessed I was that as a child, my parents have had always celebrated Christmas for what it really was about. We didn't have Santa growing up. Uh, Now, as a child, that might have (laughs) seemed sad, but I'm really blessed to have been raised with just the memories. And as I look at that nativity scene and I remember picking up those pieces and just looking at each one of them and thinking, what was it like that day when Jesus was born? What was that? experience like for those shepherds. I just can't even imagine. And I'm so happy that none of the pieces to that nativity scene have ever been broken. My parents were blessed with that from our church that my dad pastored. And so I, I really, that is my favorite, favorite thing that I have. I will share another favorite is When my kids were little, we had a tradition of now I had to wait until after Christmas to buy them, but I would buy each of my kids. And at the time I had six kids, my two uh, stepsons also. So I would buy Hallmark ornaments once they were 50% off and I would write something on the box on the inside that would tell about why I picked that ornament for each child and it would have something to do with their year. And then we would always give that to them on new year's. And I have all of those hanging on my tree. Now, some of those (laughs) are not like my manger scene. Some of them are pieces missing and, um, I still hang them. I don't even care. I just love every time that I put those up. I think about every Christmas that we had together as a family and how much it meant to me and just all those memories of 
how fast those years went with the kids. And I was blessed this year when I went to Thanksgiving at my daughter Taylor's and she showed me her first ornament that she bought my grandson, his very first Christmas ornament. And she said she's going to keep up that tradition. So that really blessed my heart when you get to see some of the things that you did with your kids carry on into uh, your grandchildren's. It's such a blessing. So I want to cover the Christmas story today, and we're going to read from a couple different places. I I want to first start with Mary, uh, young Mary, young Virgin Mary, and just thinking of what she must have felt like when the angel appeared to her and just knowing that she has to face everybody and think of the Oh, think of the gossip and the people talking and just the rumors and how is it possible that she is unwed and she is with child. So let's go to Luke 1, 28 through 38. The angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born with you called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. So all I can say is the anointing that must have come over Mary had to have helped her to grasp what is being said to her and the depth of it to go in to talk about who Jesus will be. It just, I I would have been like, can can I get a piece of paper and a pencil? I need to write this down. That's a lot of information. And I'm just trying to grasp the fact that I'm all of a sudden going to be pregnant. (laughs) So I just can't even imagine what Mary's emotions must have been and how she felt. Now I want to turn to Matthew uh, 1, 18 through 25. Now this is We're going to switch over to Joseph now. So Joseph accepts Jesus as his son. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. 
All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him to do and took Mary home as his wife, but he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. Now we can now switch and think about Joseph's emotions and what he had to feel like to just think nobody's going to believe this. I, I, if I'm going to marry her, I'm going to have to get her away, take her away from everybody because they are going to give her so much grief. There'll be gossip. There'll be, you know, what, whatever. They didn't have social media back in the day, but I'm sure if they did, it would have been all over social media. What this conspiracy was going on with Mary and this virgin birth. And then to think that he's going to marry her and then not consummate the marriage until after Jesus is born. So um, what a good man, Joseph, you are. I just love thinking about really getting inside of their thoughts and emotions of what they had to be feeling. So now let's skip to the actual birth of Jesus, and that is in Luke 2. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. This is the third time we've heard that. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph in the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. But Mary treasured upon all things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name 
the angel had given him before he was conceived. I don't know if you've ever really given it any thought that Jesus could have come down to earth in any form, any manner, but I just think how amazing it is that he chose the humble entrance of being in a manger. (laughs) He could have had a lavished palace. He could have showed up and God could have went about it in a different way. He could have just majestically showed up and started walking this earth, but instead he came in the form of a baby. And you think about being made of flesh and and what it must have been like. And can you think Mary raising Jesus, Jesus falling down, skinning his knees, like just the, the realness of it all to really go back and think of it as uh, look at you. If you have a child, think of your small child and just think, could you imagine if you were trying to protect and raise and take care of the Messiah, if that child was going to be the Messiah. Just imagine the stress and everything that they as parents must have felt, the emotions of thinking, what is it going to look like? What is it going to be like when he fulfills his calling? What is that going to, what are we going to endure as parents? What is this going to be? I, I think about Mary and Joseph And I just admire the fact of what strong people they must have been and that they raised, that God picked them too. Out of anyone he could have picked, he picked those two people. And to think of what they endured and um, just the life of Jesus and growing up as a child into who he became for each and every one of us. And You know, it was just 33 years later that he was nailed to a cross. So from the wood of the manger to the wood of the cross. I just want to challenge you guys this season to make sure that you stop and all the stress of the holidays, the family coming and going, like I said, the company parties and just everything that's taking place, the presents you might be rushing out to hurry up and get to finish off your list. Just remember um, hopefully you have a manger scene somewhere in your house. And if not, I I recommend you get one. Even if you wait till after Christmas and get it 50% off, that's okay. But just get one so that you're remembered through, remembering through the entire season what it's truly about and just honor Jesus and, and the birth of him. And just think about Mary and Joseph too, everything that they went through um, as parents, as you're doing your parenting. And uh, just remember... The, the true story is all I'm asking from you. And I believe that your Christmas will be even more special if you have that, uh, if you have a Bible or you have the Christmas story, read it to your children, read it to your grandchildren and just uh, impart that into their lives and give them the memories like I have of my parents growing up. Love you guys. And again, Merry Christmas. Hey guys, I just want to remind you too that Liz's new song, Joy to the World, is on Spotify and on YouTube. So just look up Joy to the World, Liz Munoz. And also remember, if you have any prayer requests, you can go on our website. We would love to pray for you and Even if you just want to shoot us an email or tell us something about our episodes that have been encouraging to you, we love to hear from you guys and we appreciate you so much. What a blessing it was talking with you today. 
You know, my prayer is that within every Seriously Eve podcast, something will resonate with you and impart that unconditional love of Jesus. If you felt that today, I would like to invite you to visit us at www.seriouslyeve.com for more content. Follow us on Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok at Seriously Eve. Until next week, remember, chase God with everything in you and save yourself a lot of heartache by staying away from those forbidden apples. Love you and call you blessed.